Hello, welcome to The Swore Game. I'm your host, Rob. Really exciting day uh, today. We're finding out about the new General's Handbook for Age of Sigmar. Just to catch you up, because you might not know, especially if you're new to Age of Sigmar, every six months at the moment, that's what Games Workshop have announced, they'll release a new General's Handbook. If you go to a tournament, uh, then pretty much they'll be using the new General's Handbook or whatever the current General's Handbook is to play games. A lot of pickup games will also be using the General's Handbook, but don't forget, there are just core missions inside the core rulebook um, if you ever want to play with just that. The General's Handbook is done in six-month seasons. The one we just had uh, was called uh, the Galician... It was to do with Galicians, or it was in Galette. Um, that's where it was. And it had some key features. Specifically, it had... Bounty Hunters, and it had Expert Conquerors. Expert Conquerors meant every model in the unit counted as three for holding an objective. Um, when you took them in a battalion, um, you also got Bounty Hunters who got plus one damage against them. Both of those two battalions will go away in the new GHB, which is a real bonus to a lot of different armies. Some armies could only have some battle line units, which is what you got the additional damage against, and therefore having a battalion that just got more damage against you felt pretty rough. So some armies will get a new lease of life just because the Bounty Hunters Battalion has gone away. There's also a couple of other bits that were quite nice, specifically fighting in two ranks if you were Galician veterans, which was battle line units that weren't mounted. Um, so there were some there were some positives and there were some negatives. In the, There was also like 12 missions, there was also grand strategies and battle tactics. The new GHB, which we're pretty certain is going to come out mid-January, has just had a bunch of new rules showcased, so I'm going to be going through them now, and I'm going to be talking about them. I'm with the Twitch chat, live on Twitch, and if you ever want to join me, Monday through to Friday, you can. Okay, let's have a look at the rules, shall we? Uh, General Handbook will shake up the landscape in match play, according to the article. As Galician champions are taking charge on the front lines. So previously it was Galician veterans uh, and now it's Galician champions. This new keyword applies to all unmounted heroes with a wounds characteristic of less than 10, including the likes of Swift High Gladstrixes and Loon Bosses, etc. Okay, and there is a little note down, down at the bottom which also says that aren't unique. So unique are named characters. People like Gotrek, uh, for example, are a unique character. Uh, Eternus, out of the new Slave to Darkness, is a unique character, and also Cavalry. So all of those would mean that they don't get to be Galician champions. So it will be just foot characters. Now, handily for Games Workshop, they, over the past uh, year or so, or, or maybe 18 months, have been releasing what we call FOMO boxes, where they've put a single uh, character or single hero in each one of those boxes, which is really great uh, for them because then they might be usable in this. So those are going to be uh, Galician champions. So just to just to reiterate for you, they're going to be unmounted heroes with a wounds characteristic of less than ten, uh, but they cannot be unique. Okay, front cover. It's got a skaven on it. I don't hate that. That looks pretty good. Wait, is it a skaven? Yeah, it's definitely a Skaven, um, but doesn't look like a Skaven model I've ever seen, so that's pretty cool. I love that. Um, these champions, so the Galician champions, have discovered the key to victory, okay? Uh, and this is a special rule that's going to apply to them for the season. For any Galician champions, cannot be picked as the target of uh, attacks made by missile weapons while they're within one inch of any friendly battle line units. If you'd like to know if a unit is a battle line, you can go to the back of your um, battle tome, or you can go on to things like War Scroll Builder or Wahabedia, and you can find out if a unit's a battle line. 
And so when you're within an inch of them, they can't be targeted by missile weapons. You can still target them with ranged attacks uh, that are coming from things like spells, but you can't do it from what are called missile weapons. Some people have uh, damage at range, which isn't a missile weapon. So they're still going to suffer from that. So interestingly... And if we go back up very quickly uh, to this video, there's a video between these two people here, uh, but they don't. Uh, the only thing they talk about is that there's going to be a battalion. So a battalion is uh, a way of building an Age of Sigmar army. You can take multiple battalions, although you can't take normally these special unique battalions like the sharpshooter one, which I'm about to talk about. You can't normally take multiples of them. So you can take something called a battle regiment, which allows you to put lots of units in it and be what we call a one drop. But you can't normally take two like currently bounty hunter battalions. And I assume that's also going to apply for this. So they start talking about sharpshooter battalions and the fact that those sharpshooter battalions and units inside of it, sorry, units inside of the sharpshooter battalion will be able to target characters and ignore the key to victory. We don't know if they have to be battle line units or if like any unit can be in a sharpshooter battalion. And we don't know how many models, uh, how many units can be in a sharpshooter battalion. This is kind of one of those interesting things where right now in Age of Sigmar, I can already lose my five uh, wound characters uh, to shooting anyway. So I don't know how much this is gonna come into my thinking right now. Uh, because if you take a battalion to do something you can already do right now, then do I care? Because I already know you can do that thing that I do now. Uh, the Sharpshoot Battalion definitely has some like um, uh, big winners, things like uh, Sentinels uh, feel like a very easy win. Uh, maybe it's something that can do a lot of shots, like Reavers or Blissbarb Archers, where they can just do lots of shooting. Uh, if Skyfires can go in there, then maybe Skyfires, because they obviously ignore negative modifiers to any of their shooting. Feels like a real positive for them. But right now, we don't know what that is. So we just go off what we do know, but it's so fun to speculate. So if you've got any thoughts, leave them in the comments or tell me in the Twitch chat, uh, because I love hearing that. Anyway, so that's the Galician Champions. Galician Champions are um, can't be targeted if they're within an inch of battle line units by missile weapons. Now, they did say later on, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but this is quite important, that um, some of the battle plans and some of the battle tactics and strategies will rely on your Galician champions to do uh, things to score you victory points. This is going to be really interesting because if it becomes pivotal for your Galician champions to score you victory points, either through battle tactics or from holding objectives, then this means that the sharpshooter battalion will go up in value. If it's not that big a deal and you don't really need them, then it probably won't be as big a deal and you'll still continue to see uh, those uh, one-drop battalions. Okay. Now, what happens uh, with uh, these Galician champions? Well, they've got this new mechanic called Desperate Action. If you're taking the second turn in the current battle round, so when two players play, you roll off a priority. Um, whoever wins the priority gets to choose who goes first and second in that battle round. Who goes second in the battle round um, uh, will now get to do two heroic actions, two different heroic actions, which is actually pretty wild. There are some heroic actions for this GHB as well, but I'm already thinking about some really clever stuff you can do. Really conscious right now of the Stonehorn heroic action, where you're going to be able to um, uh, charge in and fly around, which is pretty pretty devastating, especially with the finest hour. Uh, sorry, no, that's a monster action, but like you know what I mean. You can do a bunch of fun stuff, which is going to be really fun. Um, is this for all rounds in the game? It's for all rounds in the game. But you would every turn, you would someone would go second, 
and then that's what you would that's what would happen. Someone would go second and then they would be able to do desperate action, which is pretty fun. Okay? So, uh, next up, fittingly, there are two new heroic actions to choose from this season. Strike at the opening uh, and also lead by example. Right. Strike at the opening is the interesting one. Pick a friendly Galician champion within three inches of an enemy unit that hero can fight if it has not already fought in that phase. So, this is in the hero phase because you do heroic actions in the hero phase. However, that hero cannot fight again in that phase and the strike last effect applies to that hero until the end of the turn. Now, it's pretty true, and if you go back actually and watch uh, an episode that we did on the Honest Wargamer, if you go search to our YouTube videos or listen to the podcast, where we talked about melee characters, we talked about duelists and swashbucklers in the Mortal Realms, most on-foot characters aren't actually that fighty in Age of Sigmar. There are some notable examples, things like the Light of Altharion or Sigvald, but neither of those two will be eligible to be a Galician champion because they're a unique unit. There are some big guys that are quite fighty, like a tyrant, let's say, um, from the Ogamore tribes, or potentially a mega boss on foot from the Uruk Warclans, but not necessarily loads of what I would consider to be very scary melee units. So as a heroic action, this is kind of okay. It gives you um, some utility to fight in the hero phase. Um, like they give you they give you some good options. Uh, but it's the next bit that's probably going to be quite key, which is the heroic action lead by example. Pick a friendly Galician champion, so as we talked about already, that sworn uh, bodyguard unit and has just carried out the strike at the opening heroic action. We're going to talk about the sworn bodyguard unit in a minute. If that sworn bodyguard unit is wholly within six inches of the champion and within three inches of the enemy, that sworn bodyguard unit can fight if it has not already fought in that phase. However, that unit cannot fight again in that phase and the strike last effect applies to that unit until the end of the turn. Okay. Right, and what is a Swarm Bodyguard unit? We'll talk about that very quickly. That is a, as you can see, this is a, um, a War Scroll Battalion called the Galician Command. And united in purpose, the infantry unit in this battalion is the Swarm Bodyguard for the Galician Champion. So you have the Galician Champion and you have a Swarm Bodyguard unit. Um, and in the combat phase, when you pick a Galician Champion in this battalion to fight for the first time in that phase, if the Swarm Bodyguard unit in this battalion is wholly within six inches of the Galician Champion and has not yet fought in the phase, the Galician Champion and the Swarm Bodyguard unit can fight one after the other. Now, there's already a lot of uh, War Scroll abilities for on-foot characters that let you already do this. So you would fight simultaneously uh, at the same time as a unit that you're within range of. A good example would be, um, I think a Chaos Lord and Karkadrak, I think, can do it, uh, and also a unit of Chaos Knights. Chaos Lord and Karkadrak fights, and then the Chaos Knights, if they're whole, wholly within 12 inches. So it's a way of going one and then two for kind of like a combo smash, which is quite fun. So let's go through this all again and talk about what it might mean because there's actually some really interesting stuff. Number one, you can make a hero fight in the in uh, the hero phase. Okay, like I need you to give me a list of heroes that can fight in the hero phase that aren't unique and that aren't on a that aren't mounted that you you think can be good fighting in the hero phase. That's what I want to know. Who in the chat? And who watching this video can think up some characters that would be good to fight in the hero phase? Because I honestly, um, I'm struggling a little bit to think of ones that I would I would care loads about. Uh, then, 
the lead by example is going to be really difficult. Uh, the Arkansas Admiral. That's a good shout from Wiggles. I like that. He's just stomping on people's heads. Maybe some Fire Slayer units. Sure, there's some very fighty Fire Slayer units, definitely. Uh, however, um, the next thing where you make a unit also fight in the hero phase using a heroic action, two things need to happen. Number one, you need to go second in the battle round. That's really important. You need to be in combat with your opponent in the hero phase, uh, which is in, which is also really important as well. Uh, but don't not forgetting. Um, yeah, anyway, so and then you need to be holding in six inches of your unit, and they need to be in combat as well. So you're asking for like a lot of things to potentially happen to utilize this. So while I think you definitely can try and organize this and make this happen as a player. The skill ceiling on making this happen is very, very high. So while it's quite scary that a whole bunch of new units have just gained the option to fight in the hero phase, they've got a negative where they get strike last in the combat phase, but they um, uh, they potentially have got like a, a, a fight twice, which they didn't previously have. So this is going to be really interesting. It's really interesting, especially for the players who play a lot or play really well, because they're going to be able to use this quite well. It's going to be very difficult to organize for your opponent. Yeah, so this is going to be... I, I, I'm really excited about this. I really, go, I really want to see this on the tabletop. I really want to see someone organizing this. I can think of some units that really want to fight a load of times, like something like really offensive like Chosen or Witch Elves or um, you know uh, Combat Snakes are a good example of some, some fighty units that we see in the mortal realms um i like the idea of wardens from luminous realm lords but i don't know what hero they would have nearby that's also going to fight that's going to be the interesting bit um so yeah i think i think and there's going to be some really interesting combinations uh on how all of this works as well so heroic actions also start uh, are also at the start of the hero phase so that's also important because you're not necessarily going to get to do loads of other things before you get to do these heroic actions um Okay, I love this. This is really fun. Now, there is unfortunately some sad news when it comes to this, but I'll, I'll, we'll read through the article and discuss it. Uh, the Galician Command thing we might see quite a bit. Maybe fighting at the same time as a unit would be really good, uh, especially, uh, maybe. We'll maybe see the Galician Command. We'll see. These new options unlock fresh tactics and opportunities for devious generals, but they're just the start. The General's Handbook also includes a realm spell for punishing units camping out on objectives. We don't know what that looks like yet, so that's interesting. A new command ability to trade piling in for extra attacks. Now that's huge. If that's just a straight command ability that's don't pile in and get plus one attacks to a unit within X, that's going to be crazy because quite often you get bogged down in combat just unit one versus unit two just end up next to each other and then if you can make that unit have extra attacks because you're already not piling in that's gonna be wild especially for units that have not many attacks but have really great output with those attacks things like iron guts is a good example uh wardens are a good example as well from luminous realm lords uh so that's pretty good uh just gonna say that um a new command ability trade pile in and a stockpile of artifacts and unique aspect of the champion enhancements reserved for Galician champions. So there's going to be some new artifacts which only are going to be usable by Galician champions. So you're going to probably be actively encouraged to try to take Galician champions. They'll give you powerful artifacts, powerful command traits uh, for your little on-foot characters. Personally, on-foot characters have had a really tough time 
in Age of Sigmar for a good while. They're normally either a buff piece or they just don't exist. That's that's their role. That you've rarely taken, you know, a duelist style character. So it'd be interesting to see people try and make that happen. Now onto the sad news uh, is Grand Strategies, Battle Tactics, and Battle Plans have also received updates. Half of each roster um, uh, are returning favorites from season one, while other half are new arrivals with their focus firmly on Galician champions. Be sure to muster your heroes. Now the bit that's I think, unfortunately, sad about this is this book will it costs somewhere between 25, 25 and 30 pounds um, is what the book costs. And uh, and to know that we're only getting half updates on battle plans, half updates on battle tactics, half updates on grand strategies does seem like pretty weak source for what should be a huge update. Now, that's the only negative I've got, because apart from that, I'm actually really excited. Uh, I like the game changing up. I'm someone who gets to either play a lot or I get to see games be played a lot, one of the two. And so for me, I'm really excited about rules changes. However, I do recognize that some people don't get to play as much as other people and six-month changes can feel very fast and, and very quick. I guess in that situation, having half of the things stay the same will probably feel quite nice because you'd be like, oh, actually, I kind of half know what this is already. So maybe over the course of the year, I don't really know what the answer is because different people have different journeys in life. So I'd like to know what you all think in the chat. Um, and I'd like to know what you think in the video comments below. Either way, I'm excited. I love knowing, I love playing Age of Sigmar. I love the game. I especially love tournament gaming. And I love to see like new lists, that stuff that really excites me. I love seeing crazy combos. Um, I'm super glad Bounty Hunters has gone, as is Swaggy in the chat. Like there's some really great stuff. So overall, I'm excited. And I would like to know what you think. And that's everything. So let me know what you think. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Gamer.